Hey, it's Jordan. Welcome to the Popness Podcast. My guest today is Sayla Sue. She's a Belgian singer-songwriter who rose to fame with hits like This World, Alone, and I Won't Go For More, as well as a collaboration with Childish Gambino. After a five-year hiatus, she re-emerged with a series of live streams along with her two children called The Lullaby Sessions. Her new bedroom EP, Inspired by Motherhood, is out now. It's been, you know, four to five years since she put out new music. Why is this a good time to do new music for you? Well, actually, um, I took like a lot of time because I gave birth to, you know, two boys and uh, I really wanted to take time and spend time at home. I was touring for already like 10 years before that. So I just wanted to stay at home and be there for the first years. And then I think, you know, I was also not really like on social media. I wasn't really active because it was not my thing and it made me, made me even a bit unhappy. So I was really out of out of uh, sight for a few years. You know, I, I thought I, I I wouldn't make any music, but then you know when I gave birth to, to my first son, I had like the pink cloud, and I was in love with my baby, and I was in love with music, and I wrote actually all those songs in the few months after uh, I gave birth. But then I I didn't have the plan to to bring it out or something. And then I was pregnant again, and then so on. But I think now was actually the perfect timing. First of all, to show the fans what I what I was been doing the last years, it shows perfectly what I've been doing. The video clip of you shows it all, you know, just at home at my babies. And I think this period, man, it's perfect for this kind of music. I mean, it's all written in the bedroom, and it's it's clear that it's all about love now, and it's super simple. The song is super simple. You are all I want. You are all I need. I mean, and that's so true. I mean, especially in these days now. So. For many reasons, it was the good time to bring out some music now. Tell me about the actual song itself. It's really gorgeous. It has some really great keyboard lines in it. So tell me about the actual the, the producing that song itself. Well, um, I wrote it in Garage Band actually. So I did like the the bass. I I I um I made it in Garage Band and I did some some tiny things and then it went to Quest, which is a really cool producer from the UK. He signed with Warp in, in, in Warp label, which is a really cool label as well. And um, he did a few extra things, like not too much, just a few few minimal cool production elements. And then uh, actually it came about. It was really quickly done, actually. And this is part of a bigger project? Um, this is actually a part of an EP, which is coming out this Friday. So it's actually, it's five songs. And I wrote them all in the in the in uh, in my bedroom. That's why it calls bedroom as well the EP. And I just wrote it without any pressure, without any thinking. Ah, it should be a hit. Ah, it should work with the public. Whatever, just out of love for music and love for my kids. And uh, so it's really it's really that vibe on the EP, definitely. So tell me about the uh, lullaby sessions, where that came from, and what you've enjoyed about doing that it's funny I thought like first I felt like I was only going to do like one or two because I felt like people really needed something and I think we as artists as clowns or something people need clowns now people need need um need this dis- dis- distraction I guess you know and I really felt we we as an artist can can bring that to the people. We're all locked in our home. I mean, psychologically, this is like a crazy impact on people. It's really difficult as well. So I thought like, I'm home, I'm with my kids. Let's show people how life is at our home as well. 
I bring the kids, you see the chaos at the end, that's real life, you know. Um, and it's also just really interesting because I'm really interested in the psychology of people. How do they live this? I never felt more connected to my fans than before because now we're all on the same boat, which is super rare and never happened before in life, you know. So that's why I, I, I only wanted to do it once, but then I got really good reactions, which was also nice. And then I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it once a week just to... To you know, to to spend time with fans, with each other, to talk about things, and to sing some music. I I first came across you when I first got Spotify. You came up as a recommended artist for someone else I was listening to, and I I marked Crazy Vibes on a playlist somewhere, and it's still on there, which is which is crazy. What do you remember about um, that first wave of success in 2011, 2012? And how do you feel like you've grown as an artist since then? That success, it, I was I was really young, and it, it's not that I was really aware of the success. It just really happened, or something. I just, yeah, I just like got into it, and I really enjoyed it, though. But it was like the first record. It's all. It's not made for a record because it's like a coming of age record or something. I I wrote the songs out of necessity because I felt I felt depressed and songs on that first record were just songs that I wrote in my bedroom and I thought I would become a psychologist and I studied psychology and I was never had the intention to become an artist and then it became a big success which was cool I could travel the world and then I made a decision to really go for music and then there was like a bit pressure for the second record and I mean there's still songs from the heart definitely but it's different because now I had to, I had to, it was my profession. So I kind of lost my hobby in a sense because my hobby became my profession now. So the way I wrote music was a bit different than the first record. But now with this EP, it all went back to when I was like a kid and made music when I was like 14, which was just out of pure, out of pure joy for music. Not without, not, not with pressure, not with, people in mind not with tours in mind just out of love for the art itself and so i really really enjoyed the making of that ep actually now you grew up in belgium and you've talked about in interviews that you grew up you were on the flemish side of belgium um and that was more of the i believe you said it was more of like a, a rock heavy area you listened to more rock so tell me about the stuff that you grew up listening to and how you got introduced to, you know, American R&B and reggae. I grew up in like a small, small town and everybody, I was like, I, have, I had an older brother and he's, and, and we had, we, we, we grew up in like a social, social village, like small houses next to each other. Really cozy. I had the best, best childhood in the world, you know, with like a lot of green and we played with the kids outside from morning to night. I mean, it was awesome. And then like the older guys, the guys that I look up to, you know, they were always like in the in the in the playground and playing guitar and smoking weed and listening to Bob Marley. So that's how I got into music a bit actually. And then I listened to Damien Marley and Sisla and Cableton, which I really loved. But then actually, yes, I really discovered I was never that much into Belgian music. I instantly fell in love with the with the, the American music, like Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. I discovered Lauren Hill through um, 
MTV Unplugged, where she performed her Unplugged records on MTV. And then I just learned guitar guitar through that record. So it has a big impact on me. And then I discovered Erika Badu through a friend at school. So yeah, actually that's been my biggest influences. You mentioned that writing music now is a more natural process for you because you don't have the pressure. You can just do what you want. Are you right in the middle now, even though you've got this EP coming out? Are you, um, do you feel like you're, you have a wealth of songwriting energy in you? Are you writing more stuff constantly now? Well, actually, yes. I've been like, synchronically, I'm also working on the, the, the records and I already have like 10, like, really good songs and i'm really focusing on that as well it's gonna be like with a different sound but it's gonna be i think this ep is a good warm-up for the 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 real work or something so it's yeah it's it's good and i really love it and i'm working with um with a, a guy from uh from la as well so normally i was in la now to work on the on the album but of course with the corona crisis we're all at home but now we're working like um, remotely and that's kind of difficult but i mean we kind of have to do it that way so it's going to take a bit longer but i guess like beginning next year it's definitely going to be ready what kind of recording um setup do you have there in your house do you have some good gear to work with i think we definitely have some good gear but i'm super bad at those things i have no idea even in what mic i sing i'm just really lucky that my husband's boyfriend is my keyboard player and he kind of knows everything about that so uh, we have a really good setup and it sounds really good now it took a while but now when we do like a studio session from the studio actually it sounds good so that's yeah i'm really lucky to have like a, a smart guy with me because otherwise i would just like poof sing like in this mic of the of the telephone the whole time probably are there any belgian acts that you think should be bigger that you're surprised aren't bigger outside of belgium uh like who are some of your favorite belgian artists that people should know about i think uh, the singer melanie de biasio is amazing she's a jazz singer and her voice is just outstanding it's super beautiful for the rest, you have a lot of like rock music and rock music is not really my thing. I can appreciate it, but I would never really like listen to it. Yeah, I think if I would have to choose one, it's uh, Stuff is also an amazing band, but it's jazz. I think the jazz scene is getting bigger. You also have like in the UK, you have Use of Days and everything like jazz music that becomes bigger. You also have that scene in Belgium, which is really cool. That's a scene I really love as well. What artists in general are you listening to right now? Like, what keeps you going? What inspires you now from, from current artists, from current music that's out? What are you listening yeah. to? Um, I think, like, uh, Hiatus Coyote is really cool. Um, Little Dragon is really cool. Moses Sumney. Well, um, what else? Bon Iver. Anderson Pack. One thing that's really... I, I didn't really... We didn't really talk about it all. Um, I really liked your album, Reason. And mm -hmm. I liked the remixes. I liked, you know, the song you did with Childish Gambino. Um, how do you feel about that album now? I know that we talked about your early beginnings and your fir your first album, your self-titled album, but how do you feel about Reason, you know, five years after it came out? Yeah, the, the crazy thing is when, when I make a song, I can be really into it and love it. And then once I recorded it, I can never listen to it again. And that's actually what I have with all of my songs which is kind of 
just the way I am. I'm, I'm like an extremely self-critic or something. And I can be, when I create, I'm like totally in the zone and it's, I love it. But then after it, it's like not mine anymore and I don't listen to it anymore. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. There are certain songs that I'm like really proud of and I still want to keep on playing for the rest of my life. But then others, I just kind of forget or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Well, at some point you're going, we're going to have concerts again. We're going to have shows. So what would your set list look like if you were to play a show, you know, a few months from now, where would you draw from? What albums, what periods would you draw from? Probably like the more, like more underground songs I would play. Like probably the songs that are not the hits because it's like, yeah, it's because maybe because you played it too much or because it's less deep than the others or I, I'm not sure. I love, I love to play like falling out and together is really cool as well. I think, you know, I, I, it's like a love hate relationship. That's actually the best, the best thing to describe it. Sometimes I really love to sing and I think, ah, this is, this song is, whoa, this song is good. And then I'm playing and I think how in the world could you ever have written this kind of crap and that is like an up and down all the time. The thing I'm getting out of this is that you feel like you're a lot better songwriter now than you were five, six, seven years ago. Yes, but I'm going to say the same thing in five years. I'm going to look back at this period and say like, how dare you to, to, to create these crappy songs? So it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, yeah, I can either extremely love or extremely hate what I do. And that's been five years ago and it will be in in the next five years as well. It's just my personality. Yeah. But I do think that it's the songs you're writing now and the songs that are coming, that are on the CP and, and you especially because it, you know, is a, is a tribute, is a reaction to motherhood. I feel like that will stand the test of time in your own mind than some of your other material. Right. Probably. Yeah. But I'm also getting tired of you though. <laughs> yeah and it's hadn't hardly been out that long wow yeah i know i know that's yeah. a problem because you're you're in you're nice we're all in isolation are, are you itching to get with more musicians with more instrumentalists you know using a live band i mean there's only so much you can do there you know with your husband and and with recording equipment so if i were you i'd be really itching to get collaborate with with different musicians at this point yeah, true. But I'm 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 so nervous for that. It's crazy. I'm so insecure. I always think they they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to work with me or think I'm not cool enough or something. Oh, <laughs> so no I way. feel like I I feel it like I'm on the playing ground and I have to like ask in like somebody in a group that's been playing for years. I'm like, "Can I play with you?" And then they're like, Nah, you're not cool. So that um, it's it's a stress thing. But I'm first. I'm, I want to focus on that. I really love the songs that I've wrote. That's the most important thing. And if I'm hundred percent sure, then I will like go and ask people. But I'm gonna be so scared to be like uh, that. They will say no. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, definitely, and it's really difficult, you know, because the first record I had J. Cole, the second one I had Childish Gambino. So it's going to kind of be hard, you know, for the third one to to aim that high. But so we got to try, definitely. Yeah, it's crazy you did the, the thing with Childish Gambino, like right before he became Childish Gambino in all capital letters. So 
what was it like to see that, you know, this guy that you did this song with, how his career the last few years? Well, what I think is he just totally deserves it because he's such an incredible artist. So, yeah, I, 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 I also worked with Ludwig uh, Göransson, who made produced my record and he produced Charlotte Gambino as well. Yeah. And he's also just he's a small, small genius. So Amazing it was composer. just a matter of time. Do you have anybody currently that you would love to collaborate with that you haven't worked with yet? Like any other, any big current artists or someone that maybe people don't know since you've done collaborations? I, yeah, you have so, it's endless. I mean, you have so many good music. Yusuf Days would be cool. He's an amazing drummer from the UK. That would be really cool to have a, as a feature on the record. And then I think, yeah, you have a cool rapper would be cool. A nice rapper. Do you, do you actually, you know, I, 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 I'm talking about this because you have done these collaborations. Do you like collaborating with other musicians or, or does the, the stress <laughs> of trying to impress them, does that get to you? Because I know that you, you think a lot about, you know, how people are going to receive your music. Yeah. Actually the second, to be honest, the second thing, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I need to get over that. You know, I just need to get over that, but it's, it's, it, I have to, you know, the thing is I'm, I'm not like a really social person as well. Um, it's really difficult. You know what is so weird with, in, in America that you all, I mean, not all of you probably, but the Instagram thing is like uh, to each other. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, and we don't do it. It's like a Europe thing. And then we, it's really awkward to like, yeah, to give like extreme compliments to each other on Insta. And it's really like- It feels fake. You, huh? It feels fake. Kinda, and I'm not sure it is though, because I mean, I believe you—you you guys are nice people. I mean, <laughs> but I, I just, it—I cannot do it. I—I don't, I don't know why that is, and I feel like a lot of European people have difficulties with that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. But two people in a room, you and another songwriter, you and another musician, without social media pressure—is that appealing to you, or is that something that? you know that's super appealing to me i love that oh yeah that's the way it should be but the difficult thing is through social media you don't really see the person and you don't really hear them and how do they mean it when they send back and uh, and it's it's yeah but the only way to really connect now is through through instagram and then they have to read it and they they see how much likes you have and i mean ugh. I wish I wish it wasn't like that, but it's it's how it works now. So you don't care about like when you do your 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 YouTube videos, you don't look about how you don't look at how many people are watching or how many people have seen the videos. You don't care about that. No, no, I never I never watch it. I never rewatch it. I don't see how big am I on Spotify. I have no idea. Pretty big. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I I do I do enjoy when I looking at your, your YouTube videos, your live streams, it's fun to see you, you do interact with the fans. You do react to their comments. Do yes. you, I, I, that's totally different than social media. That's like a fun part, right? To see those real time comments. Yeah. Especially when they're like positive, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, that, that it's, it soothes my ego. I like that. You know, the thing is when I perform like live and it's like for a lot of people, thousands of people, and then I'm only focusing on the, the people that are like yawning or looking at their phone and I'm like, oh my God, what I'm doing is not good and they don't like it. And then now when I do my live feed, I see only like positive, 
oh, that's amazing. Oh, my, that note. Oh, she can sing. Uh -uh. And that's what I see the whole time when I perform. So it's just like, oh, it feels so good to do it because it's amazing. And the people are so sweet. I cannot even... I see how sweet my fans are, man. That's incredible. They're so good, kind, sweet, warm people. Yeah, it lightens up my, my, my heart. I mean, it's amazing. What's cool about what you have going on is you have fans who have known you for several years, and then you're attracting new people because of the new style of music that you're doing and the whole emphasis on, on motherhood. And so I think that maybe it helps to have, you know, you're getting two generations, you're, you're, uh, you know, uh, your set the second part of your career, and then the people who have hung around all these years. Maybe that's a good way to. Luckily, I didn't think like that when I wrote the tracks. That I'm like, ah, oh, now I have to put that generation. And now, luckily, it all was natural. But it feels really good, and it feels, it feels. I, I just can be myself. I don't need to fake anything because everything I say or sing or do is comes from the heart. So. And then I'm just really lucky that it's in a good time frame now. And it's also, it's luck, it's talent. I mean, it's so many things to have like a successful thing, you know, so many different elements. And you're really maximizing the situation by getting the most out of you can, the most you can out of being at home and having this time to yourself. Yeah, because I also feel I go crazy if I don't have like a goal. I think everybody now is at home and I mean, well, I mean, if you don't have a job and you have really have nothing to do, then I mean, it's super depressing. So it's also a way for me to just stay sane, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll let you go here. I really appreciate you, appreciate you talking to me and good luck on the new EP and good luck on all the new songs you're writing. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Pop Dust Podcast. I'm Jordan Edwards. You can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com or on Instagram at jordanedwardsstudio. And check out the latest in pop culture, music, and entertainment at popdust.com.